In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Induct-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 26 of the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro. We are your hosts. I'm Jake. Jake. Whoa. Oh. Whoa, whoa. You My bad. Which My one bad. is it? There we go. You're good now. <laughs> you fucked me all up now. Jake. I'm Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't know. I I, uh, mm-hmm. I left. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. I accidentally left Luke's mic uh, muted, probably because I don't want to hear him talk. <laughs> well, later, boys. <laughs> later, dude. Hey, don't leave your beef stick. <laughs> anyway, we're back at you, episode twenty-six. Um, it's a little bit later in the week recording. That's my bad. I need to apologize to everybody for, especially my hosts, my co-hosts on uh, Thursday, rolled in here to do the setup and got a call from home that there was an issue. Potentially my dog, my oldest dog was uh, potentially dying. So I left everything jumped in the black car mad maxed all the way home <laughs> and then twenty six hundred dollars later um my dog's out of an oxygen chamber and doing fine so nice cheers Chops. Ooh, Ooh. you got the bubble ah, mm, that was good what flavor is it it's a polar orange vanilla seltzer tastes like oh. orange creamsicle so anyway that was my bad so normally we do these on thursday night but um i was at the vet er until probably 11 p.m and uh it was a late night and it was very expensive so we are doing this later in the week now it's sunday so sorry about that to everybody saturday number two saturday two but uh, we're back. We'd like to thank our new show sponsor, <laughs> which is John at Nautical Twilight Press. He has provided us with beef sticks and sodas. Thank you very much, John. Sticks of beef. Hooked us up with some uh, 
meat sticks. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Chomps. Pretty yeah, good for you. Sorry, the brand sticks. Yeah, brand is Chomps. Grass fed and finished beef. Well, you're trying to figure out what they used on there, meant though. Beef used. Somebody chewed it up and spit it back in here for us. Back into the tube? Yep. Apparently, they have a jalapeno one that's really good. This one's already spicy. It says mild. Don't be a pussy. Well, I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the sweat underneath his eyes already. <laughs> Guys, I'll be back. I gotta take a dump. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's pretty good. So, yep, we appreciate the uh, yes, thank you. The freebies. John was over at my pad earlier. We were having a little puppy play date. Well, they're not puppies anymore, but he's got dogs from the same breeder litter, the one after my dog. So, um, our dogs are like six months apart or eight months apart, something like that. So. The brothers and sisters, they come over and they get rowdy. They go wild, dog. We get a wiener dog party. <laughs> Real sausage party. Yeah. So, um, anyway, appreciate that. Good. And That's also, good. thank you to the people that reached out that said, hey, what the hell, dude? No Caspian <laughs> dropped this week? What, what's going on? So Thank I had to tell everybody the story. Sad story about my dog. Leave people on the edge. I know. It's fun. Making people hang. <clears throat> Suspense. Jintintun. <laughs> Halloween. So, just uh, to reiterate, if anybody wants to send care packages to us, <laughs> um, info at yep, info <laughs> dot co at yahoo.com and uh, send us over some beef sticks. Um, Soda. Hopefully not any anthrax. No anthrax. What else do we... What else do we... Prov- oh, um, Skittles and Rolos. Yeah. What else? Uh, Some more Bruce Lee cutouts. Yep. Scratch off Lottos. Yep. Uh, <laughs> money. Money. <laughs> anything of value. We're going to be like donut operator. We're just going to like... Put up a bunch of stuff behind us. <laughs> what people send us. So anyway, so news this week: some crazy stuff happened. I guess the most recent thing was Biden's crazy 1933 Nazi speech in front of uh, Independence Hall mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Like, what the hell was that all about? The dark red lights. Oh, Emperor Palpatine. Oh. Biden. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell was it about? Like, I watched some of the speech, and it's just like, he's basically saying that everybody is a terrorist and a domestic threat that is not a supporter of their democracy. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I thought that this was a constitutional republic, but mm-hmm. I guess I didn't pay attention. And no, they're the only ones that follow it, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know. Mouthful of meat stick. <laughs> Let's finish them on off, boy. Mouthful of meat. But it doesn't make any sense to me. Everything that he said in that speech was totally divisive. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Just dividing everybody more. Yeah. And didn't he say that he was going to reunite? 
the country, supposedly. Yeah. Bang up job, dog. Yeah. Doing real good, law dog. <laughs> <laughs> A little tombstone for you right there. Mm-hmm. Law don't go around here, Savvy. Unity don't go around here, Lotto. <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, I thought that the... Uh, I didn't even know that this speech was happening, Mm-mm. to be honest. Well, and that's because I was in the vet ER, I think, when mm-hmm. it was going down. But I saw a YouTube feed from Sky News Australia, which is where you get... If you want real, legitimate, like, U.S. news, go to Australia to get your news, because they actually have legitimate U.S. news, not propaganda. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the the thing on there on the feed and i'm like what the hell is this this looks kind of ominous so i watched a little bit of the speech and was like dude what the hell the whole setup of it was just crazy looking dude he put like the marine guys in the background you know under the red lights and i'm like just silhouettes of yeah i'm like bro like i'm sure these guys are not happy to be here right now (laughs) the crimson guard for the emperor against star wars yeah like Wow. Like this after spend my long weekend? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And then um, the other news that happened was uh, there was a um, Russian oil executive died after he fell out of a hospital window. That's right. Yep. I see that happen all the time. Drive downtown, there's people. Yep, people just falling, falling out yep. of hospital windows all the time. That's what happens. Yep. No biggie. You have to dodge that shit when you got to go in. (laughs) Here's a little piece from the news article. It said, a senior Russian oil executive has died after falling from the window of a Moscow hospital months after his company criticized the Russian invasion of Ukraine. (laughs) Weird. Uh, Ravil Magnavov, Maganov, the chair of the board of directors of uh, Luke Oil... Russia's largest private oil company (laughs) fell from a window at Central Clinical Hospital. The Interfax news agency wrote on Thursday, citing a source, he died from injuries sustained. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine that. Probably doesn't have a ligature around his neck or anything. (laughs) Definitely doesn't have a priapism. So the there's people out there that don't know what that is. Why don't we? Why don't you enlighten them, Mister? Why would I do it? Um, you brought it up. Because <laughs> you're a boner. Yeah, yeah, he, a boner. Yeah, it's a boner. It's a boner. Or a metal band from Boise. Yeah. They were a pretty good band. Didn't we play with them once? I can't remember. Prepism. I get them in Redshift mixed up. I thought we played with them like one of our last the last shows I played. Uh, was that down at the Blues Bouquet? Was was Priapism the Levi? dude with the Levi. yeah the yeah. big chops? Okay. I think I think so. Then I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we I did. Can't remember? I can't remember if it was at the Big Easy that we played with them. I I honestly thought it was Redshift. I was thinking of their own band. So. I don't even know who Redshift is. It was uh, uh, Dusty from Priapism. The band before. Oh, is that how it worked? Mm-hmm. Who was Dusty? The 
That's what his name was. Or Rusty. Rusty, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was in both those bands? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I don't even remember what kind of music Pribism was. I remember him being kind of like technical metal. I think so. Honestly, I can't remember either. I remember they were pretty good, but... Kind of like the Red Chord, maybe? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they were that good. No, but like that style, like kind of like some death metal influence. Yeah. I mean, they weren't as like death metal as uh, Drawing Flies. Yeah. Just listened to them the other day. Rusty was the dude at House of Rock that got his tooth punched through his lip. Do you remember that? House of Rock? Yeah. No. Bug's old place? Mm. I don't remember that happening. I just remember him coming around the back and he's like, his mouth was open. Dude, I just got knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning fist, dude. It was outside. It was... The fight? Yeah. A little fight action? Just your standard brawl. Hmm. And I guess he had to pull his lip out so his tooth would come out of his lip. <laughs> Dude, I had that happen to my lower lip one time. Swing set accident. Oh, son. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens when you start getting a little crazy on the swing and your yeah. brother's on the other swing right next to you. Ooh, swing fights. Yeah. Doing the twist. Doing the twist. Oh, going, yeah. going like back and forth and then twisting and trying to come across doing the X and... Uh, Head to head. Head to head. (laughs) (laughs) There's some brawl for you. Head to head. Oh, boy. Head to head. Ham to ham. Ham to ham. (laughs) Ham sandwich to ham sandwich. Um, Yeah, so it split my lip open. I cried like a little girl. It was bad. I was little, though, dude. That's okay. It's like fourth grade. You can cry, man. Shit, at least I didn't pee my pants. <laughs> I just did right now. <laughs> <laughs> From the rumbling of the garage yeah. door. Oh. Some things never change. It's <laughs> a pant pisser. Put your hand in some warm water. <laughs> we tried doing that to Ben. Probably didn't work. It either. didn't work. He just got mad. The hell? <laughs> he fell asleep <laughs> at his parents' house. They used to have like this rocking chair. And he had, he had his feet up on the like the TV stand thing. And he had fallen asleep in the rocking chair and his hand was hanging down. So we're like, dude, perfect time. So it was like me and his brother. And I think his brother's friend, Matt, we're like, dude, let's do the warm hand trick. So we went kind of, you know, like a bucket or like a bowl, big bowl of warm water and put his hand in it. Didn't work. Maybe it was the wrong hand. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely didn't piss his pants. That's my baiting hand, damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's my baiting hand. Probably was. <laughs> then, uh, any, any other news that you got to bring up? Um, <clears throat> also, I think it was last week in Russia that one dude's daughter got blown up. That was the, uh, like, one of the high-up guys under Putin or some, some shit oh, like that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Taking out any dissidents, dude. Mm-hmm. Ping, ping. Yeah, and then there was they, somebody tried to assassinate the vice president of Did you see that? Argentina. Did you see that video? I didn't watch the video. Dude, it's fucking crazy. I saw the picture of the dude's hand coming out with the gun. What yeah. happened? Yeah, it's just like it's like mass chaos because you know everybody's trying to get Touch around him. her, 
It was a her. Oh, it's a her. And fucking, you just see this, it's because it's like on a camera phone, see this gum, gun come out right to her face, and you can hear the, and then it just drops, and she's going like, and then everybody starts. Was it a misfire, or was it a... Just said the he, gun jammed, but it was just dude. a real quick clip, but it was pretty crazy, because it's like right in her face, like, if not touching her face, like, right off of it. Wow. It would have been a direct hit. <laughs> you <laughs> would hope. No question <laughs> yeah. there. Probably using ZSR ammo. Unless the guy, yeah, probably. Unless the guy just had like major trigger jerk. He's like, <laughs> drops it like a foot. <laughs> Damn, I anticipated my shot from two inches, but <laughs> shoved that bitch I got it. Around. I got it. Nope. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's a crazy video. That's awesome. One time, my buddy, we were at the range just kind of shooting. And uh, trying to do some, like, fast out of the holster, out of target stuff. And he came out of the holster a little too fast and a little too quick on the trigger. And boom! Just put one right in the ground about four feet ahead of us. Oh, shit. Yeah, he felt really bad. So when he wasn't looking, I dug the round out of the ground and we presented it to him a little... little tiny little trophy case thing here's that one time you had an accidental discharge dude i remember dad was when he was training on m60 he was videotaping this one guy oh yeah and he was shooting like four feet out from him i don't even know why you'd want to ever shoot a full automatic that isn't mounted on something because that's exactly yeah my brother said that when he was in the service that they would do that. <laughs> Just like gun goes flying, flying in the air. No point. Yeah. No point. Precision shots, dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Slappers only. Slappers only. Yep. That's Paintball. all you need. Paintball and slappers. DK mode. DK mode. What was that? Uh, 007? Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Used to play that all the time. Nintendo sixty four. Yep. We were losers. Yeah. <laughs> I still am. But. <laughs> yeah. I was playing that last night. One of us grew out of being a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy with the straw. Oh, I met you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet metal straw you have there. Well, I take mine out out of respect for this. I have just no respect for this. So. How'd you bend yours? They bend like that, or do you have to bent. heat it up? Oh, they come straight or bent. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, yours is definitely bent. the <laughs> left over here. Got a really small <laughs> tip on it too. <laughs> okay. So last part of the news before we get into it this week, um, NASA was trying to return to the moon and yeah. uh, Artemis or some shit. Yep, their second attempt to launch Artemis one mission was delayed after a fuel leak. Hmm. So. 
they were uh, the leak in the rocket's core stage liquid hydrogen fuel line prevented NASA from launching into space. Uh, system rocket Orion capsule Saturday on the uncrewed mission around the moon. They're trying to fly a capsule around the moon and then back. Don't know why they're doing that when we've already done that. We did that on Apollo 8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really make any sense. Well, Technology sucks now, dude. So, yeah, they lost all the technology of how to get to the moon. Yeah, and now we got it back. So now we'll yeah. go ahead and send somebody around the moon instead of just straight to the landing site that we had at the Sea of Tranquility. Mm-hmm. You know, tranquil was it Tranquility Base or whatever they called it? Mm-hmm. Why not just land there? Like, no, no, we'll just go around the moon and then come back. You need to check this out again. Yeah, it's okay. cool. Um, the launch was set for eleven seventeen. Pacific time. 17. Hmm? Oh, 77. Yeah. Never no, mind. 11, 17 Pacific time. So add four hours or what, three hours to that for Eastern time, which is where they were at. Uh, the ground teams discovered the leak hours after uh, the rocket was being fueled for launch. So, and it said that NASA intends to send a crew around the moon on the Artemis two mission, is that, am I pronouncing that right? Artemis, I think Artemis. so. Artemis, I think so. Wasn't that the thing from uh, the frickin' wizard guy? Wizard sleeves. Ooh, uh, what's oh, his name? Um, you're talking about like King from- Arthur days and shit. Uh, Merlin? 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 Wasn't like his owl named Artemis or some shit like that? Or Do a quick Google Maybe search. I'm a fucking idiot. No, I think you're, you're right. right. <clears throat> and, and you're probably and an idiot, idiot for sure. No, there's no probably. But. Definitely an idiot. But look that up real quick. Uh, Jamie, can you look that up? <laughs> <laughs> look, that um, up. look that shit up, Jamie. Um, so they said that Artemis II mission will launch no earlier than 2024. Then by 2025 or later, the space agency is set to land the first woman and the first person of color on the moon. Um, but you know what? We got to make sure an unmanned vessel can, you know, orbit around <laughs> and then come back before we send somebody because we did not do that in 1967. Yeah. Definitely did not do that. 1968. I don't know. It's in my notes. Where did I? You guys just hold the phone here, all right? Just yeah. hold, hold, hold on. Phone the hold, would you? Um, 1968. 68. 68 no. was when they... 68, dog. That's when they flew that biatch around the moon. <laughs> 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 Fucking tractor in space. <laughs> God damn. Dude, can't do it now. No. I mean, shit, remember in Explorers, River Phoenix? Yes. And then they flew a, I used to they, love that fucking Dude, movie. they flew a fucking washing machine up into yeah, space, bro. Yeah, some garbage cans on it and shit. Yeah. And the uh, tilt-a-whirl. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and these guys can't figure it out? Yeah. What the fuck? Back to basics, dog. Are you almost done? No. Yeah. Just type in Merlin's owl. I did. <laughs> and it came up with... Artemis. <laughs> no, it came up with an actor, Artemis Merlin or Merlin Artemis or some shit. 
So I'm unconfirmed. I'm Send done. me an email on info.cohen.pro <laughs> at yahoo.com because uh, Luke is not Jamie. smart enough to use. Jamie's not smart enough to use the smartphone. I do have one thing um, before we really get into this. Is it about my leg? No. Okay. <laughs> I got a pretty nasty uh, text from one of our listeners. Oh, great. About the last did episode. I? What did I say? Nuclear? Nuclear? Nuclear again? Nope. <clears throat> when we were talking about the electric car thing, and you mentioned steamrollers. Oh. What about it? Those have not been used in decades. Steamroller? Yeah. Because they run off of steam. They have rollers now. Ah. So what do you call them now? They're just called a roller? Yeah. Hmm. So he said that if we didn't correct that, he was going to report us. Mm. Not steam. <laughs> <laughs> I that was Steve. I, was, I think you could probably figure it out by the... Yeah, tell him to piss off. <laughs> you can tell him, right? <laughs> Steve, piss off. <laughs> All right. Some of us are not experts when it comes to road construction. <laughs> Artemis is a goddess of wild animals, the hunt and vegetation, and of chastity and childbirth. And you couldn't figure that out? <clears throat> Jamie, you're fired. You're out of here. Merlin. You're fired. <laughs> so Later. See ya, boys. Later. <laughs> Thanks for the beef stick. Sam. Somebody... Thanks for the beef stick, John. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out. <laughs> Later. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Uh, somebody said something to me, too, that they were upset about. Oh, I remember what it was. So on Cohen Doc Pro, we talk about some pretty controversial topics. So far, we've talked about, I don't know, quite a few controversial topics. We've talked about Satanism and Nephilims and time travel. Uh, Anne Heche, Ooh. which there was something new that came to light you should bring up. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, she was trapped in the car for an hour before they all got there. Yeah. Kind of weird. Definitely looked like she had been in a car fire for an hour yeah. mm-hmm. on that stretcher. Yeah. But anyway, so we've 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 kind of gone across a broad few <clears throat> controversial topics, but the most controversial topic so far that we have engaged in is fritters and donuts. People are pissed <laughs> that you do not like fritters. Dude, they're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> People are pissed. You don't put fucking fruit in donuts. Yeah, people are pissed. No. I've talked Fuck to em. at least five people <laughs> that said, what's wrong with that guy? Bring that shit on, dog. <laughs> I said, hey, I have to sit across from the dude, so. Well, I tell you what. You line up a chocolate bar donut. Not chocolate, just has the chocolate. Yeah, the bar. Yeah. Not a Not a maple bar. Right. Yeah. And you put an apple fritter or whatever the fuck right next to it. What and are you a blindfold on. What are you going to... Well, the things are all like fucking crumbly and shit. Yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah. It's fucking gross. So John and I had two this already, morning. Already fuck chewed up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you not a fritter fan either? Not really. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you guys are definitely related. We have it. 
The eyes have it. Yep. Here, here. So there we go. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's some people out there that aren't happy. We probably lost some listeners over it. Thanks. You're welcome. They're like the donut version of these used beef sticks. They're used fritters. You know what's interesting though These are is good. that a uh, country fried steak is actually called a fritter. Huh? I saw it today on a box when I was at the store. It said fritters, chicken fritters. <laughs> I was like, it's like John. They don't just have apple and cherry fritters. They got chicken fritters oh, too. <laughs> so you can get protein and eat your sugar. See, that might not be bad if it wasn't all sweet. If it was like the chicken was in it, yeah, with like some cheese or some shit. Yeah, like Just a, with a glaze on top. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting oh, hungry. Kind of like a chicken taco, but it's all baked into the bread. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like a pupusa. What f- fuck does that mean? They're El Salvadorian, they look like pancakes. And they like stuff them. They, it's like cornmeal. Huh. And they stuff them with like meat, cheese, beans. And then they mash them down flat and then they cook them on a pan. They look like, they look like pancakes. Hmm. When I lived in LA, my boss was a, he's from El Salvador. He's an immigrant, came up from El Salvador. And he kept wanting to hang out with me probably because I was like the oldest dude that worked at this place besides him. And uh, so he's like, hey, dude, you want to go hang out? And I was, didn't really want to hang out with my <laughs> boss. He's like, let's go get some pupusas. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that is. He's like, oh, dude, don't worry. I'll come pick you up after work. We'll go get some pupusas. I'm like, all right, whatever. So he drives over, picks me up. We drive to North Hollywood off of Van Nuys Boulevard. We go to this place called Mia Ranchito or something like that. Total hole in the wall. Like, not the type of place, not the type of place that you want to, like, touch the menu and then eat right after you got to go to the bathroom and wash your hands so on the menu they've got like four things it's like this little tiny menu card it's like four things i can't read anything because it's all in spanish his lady comes over they're talking in spanish going back and forth and then um he says yeah i'll take i'll take six pupusas how many you want i'm like dude i'll have yeah i'll have one i don't even know what these are And these things are like a dollar twenty-five at the time, like for a pupusa. So they come. He's got this tray of them. I got one, and they take like this coleslaw stuff, put it on top, and then hot sauce, kind of like, like syrup, and then you eat it. Dude, they were amazing, man. Hmm. Turned around, ordered four more. <laughs> Keep yep. them coming. Yep, I got the uh, pork ones. Mm. They're good. Hmm. Yeah. Me and my buddy, we went down to uh, California in 2017, went on a little jujitsu gym hopping trip, and uh, him and I went got some pupusas. I don't know if he, they weren't as good as the ones we had in the first time, but we were down in like Culver City, down by Crone Gracie's place. Hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so right. what you're talking about sounds like a pupusa. Well, I guess I didn't invent something. No, nope, so. you didn't. Carry on. <laughs> Lamos, Lamos, Lamos. Anybody got anything else? <clears throat> nope. I can close out with that dad joke. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. This is the first time we're going to hear this, folks. Get ready. Yeah. Drum roll, no. please. I oh. mean, at the end of the show. No?
at the end of the show, I can do it. You're going to close the thing out with yeah. that joke. Oh. The suspense. God damn. The suspense. The science. <laughs> Tell me now. I must know. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody told me that my Anthony Fauci impression was pretty good, too, by the way. I guess we don't count. Yeah. yeah, we're the ones that said it, dude. <laughs> I'm saying another listener. Oh. Uh. I'll clarify. You guys care. Okay. I mean, you guys count. <laughs> and I care. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up to the left. All right. Today we're going to talk about... <clears throat> Drum roll. Oh. The Apollo program. I almost ru- ruined all my notes there. NASA and the occult. Dun, dun, dun potentially occult connections just a reminder that all of this is our interpretation and our opinions man man so like that's your opinion man yeah this aggression will not stand man jackie jackie (laughs) um so we're going to talk about nasa today and then i think it would kind of feed into as long as Luke's joke isn't too lame <laughs> we have to like stop our podcast completely yeah. um, maybe next week there'll be a part two on this kind of talking about some of the uh, uh, NASA failures mission failures like Challenger and those ones and then um, get into the moon and this is a divisive topic Probably like donuts and fritters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa let me know that she wanted me to tell you guys that the moon landing episode has to be premier tip top. It's got to be good because for the last 15 to 18 years, she's been working with dudes that argue nonstop about whether or not the moon landing was real or fake. So it's got to mm-hmm. be good. Well, we might as well end it here. Yeah. So <laughs> we... We listen to what people are telling us. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. You don't tell us what to do. Yeah. And by the way, of course it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. It's from us. Listen yeah. to us. Um, so the pressure's on, man. I just want to let you guys know the pressure is on. I'm sweating. Yeah, me too. And it's not from the second August that we're just starting. No. It's from the pressure of this episode. It's the pressure of the episode, not the missing chemtrails for the last week. <laughs> No chemtrails, and it went back up to 104. Yep. Just saying. It's like August 2.0. Dome. Yep. And now the smoke's come in. Yep. Yep. It's about it's a month. Wonderful. Later. California. Yep. Anybody from California that wants to move here, just keep in mind what we're explaining and describing to you is real. None of it's fake news. Nope. But I mean, okay. they're used to the smog. So. Oh, true. I don't think. They're also not used Wildfire to... Wildfire smoke is going to be a problem. They're not used to not having In-N-Out Burger, though. That is a thing. There are remember. no In-N-Out Burgers here, just to confirm. It's kind of crazy to think about. There's supposed to be two coming out in the next two years, but... Fuck. Yep. Stand by. Mm. I'll be eating a 4x4 four four every single time <laughs> we record. Secret menu, dude. Never eaten there. It's okay. Eh. Shake Shack's better. There's another divisive topic. Shake Shack versus In and Out. Hmm. Are they both California places? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. Maybe. What's the other one? I had it when I was in Arizona. What a burger or some shit. Oh, everybody talks about what a burger. Like, who cares? I, 
Like yeah. Five Guys is better than that shit. Five Guys. Mm. Steve's hamburgers are probably better than that. Yeah. And uh, he didn't make Smash Burgers. What did you, no no real good. No, what did he make? That Cheese were, sticks. Yeah, you were like in here just drooling over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got his shirt off, and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my shirt off when I was eating. Last night. <laughs> and shit would fall on my stomach. <laughs> 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 Second meeting. <laughs> NASA and the occult. All right. So, uh, f- at least for me, I've always considered the moon landing to have been some form of, in my opinion, propaganda. Something was up with it. I never really bought into it. And even any of the subsequent missions that uh, NASA did, I've always been like, yeah. I remember growing up and there would be you know in science class or whatever in high school they would show pictures from the hubble telescope of you know saturn neptune and all this stuff and i'm like that picture looks like a painting (laughs) (laughs) that looks like an artist's rendition matte painting like they all look fake you know so I'm not I don't even know how convinced I am that Hubble has gone to the edge of the infinite universe, known universe and returned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm also not convinced that it went up there and took a bunch of like high quality pictures and brought them back. I don't know. That's just always been my opinion. I don't know what you guys think on it. I know that NASA has said that the- all of these pictures of planets and shit are composites so it's like well how much of that is like true picture versus yeah well and if you have to if you have to enhance it then you should say this is the original and here's the enhanced Mm -hmm. right because i want to see the original don't show me a picture of saturn that looks super fake and be like oh this is saturn like oh yeah okay so is the emblem on the hood. And that's also Saturn, right? But that's not real Saturn. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Saturn. So, anyway. Um, I've always been a little bit <clears throat> skeptical and suspicious of it. Like, I'm sure you guys have. And anybody else that's probably listening to this show, probably as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most people, I think, are pretty skeptical of it. But a couple of years ago, a guy named Rob Skiba kind of came on my radar through you know how like the allegory or the algorithm mm-hmm. will just kind of feed you different stuff on youtube i was listening to one guy and then it ended up feeding me some rob skiba stuff so i started listening to him and i really liked a lot of the stuff that he was talking about this christian dude that ended up dying from covid in 2021 but he had he had put in a slideshow of one of his presentations that all names, missions, landing sites, and events in the Apollo space program reflect occult metaphors, rituals, and symbology of the Illuminati secret religion. And I was like, I had to pause it and take a screenshot because I was like, when when I first started kind of like learning about NASA or about the the programs in school or wherever. You know, you think, oh, Gemini, Apollo, uh, you know, Mercury, blah, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. this one. Artemis. Artemis, you know, it's just like, yeah, whatever. They're just a bunch of nerds, you know, nerding <laughs> out on all this nerdy 
astrology <laughs> nerdery stuff, you know. But then once I started kind of listening to Bill Cooper a lot more and the mystery religion Babylon stuff that he did on that 37 or 39 hour episode thing here here <laughs> uh, then you know it's the, a lot of the occult connections from that started kind of coming out and you're like oh wait a minute that's like a lot of the same stuff that is being talked about in these NASA programs mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I saw the Rob Skiba thing, I was like, that's interesting, because I had just finished listening to the uh, Bill Cooper tapes. Mm-hmm. So I'd listened to them, I think, last year, spring or late, early, I think it was winter time. And then I turned around and listened to the whole thing again. So like, there's like 39 episodes on, is it, I think they've got it on both, on Apple, and then it's also on Spotify. I think, I think it's on Spotify. But I listened to it on Apple or on Spotify and then listened to it again, uh, right basically back to back. And there's a an episode called The Bill Cooper Lost Tapes that you can find on YouTube. And there are a couple that didn't, I think there's two or three episodes that didn't make it. Because Bill used to like record like in his actual like home studio, like on a reel to reel. And then it would play on AM channels, right? Mm hmm. Kind of like Art Bell. <clears throat> yeah, like Art Bell. And then at some point, somebody had gotten a hold of those tapes after he had died, turned them into digitals, and then put them on uh, the internets. And then they ended up, you know, getting uploaded onto podcasts and stuff like that. But there's missing, there's like two or three missing tapes. Well, if you go to YouTube and type in the Bill Cooper Lost Tapes, you can find that there's like two or three hours of lost tapes. And in one of the lost tapes, he said, um, Another revelation to the under, the understanding of the symbolic language of the Illuminati is the hidden meaning of the names of the space shuttles and that it was a code, that there was a code there. If you knew what you were looking at, reading reading the names of these of these spaceships and the, and the programs, then it would be like this Illuminati or the secret um, mystery religion code. And the code was... A Colombian enterprise to endeavor for the discovery of Atlantis, and all challengers shall be destroyed. And I was like, what? I, like, I literally had to pause it and listen to that again, because I had just watched on YouTube, or not YouTube, on um, Netflix, Netflix, or maybe it was Discovery Plus, one of the, they had a, they had a docuseries about the Challenger. Did you guys watch that? Challenger explosion? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's on. Think it's on YouTube, or not on YouTube on Netflix. Maybe let me see real quick. It's either Netflix or it's on uh, Challenger. I remember watching that and on TV in grade school. Yeah, it was on. Um, and we went to Shakey's. <laughs> it was on the TV there, <laughs> eating pizza, watching space shuttle blow up. Yeah, so it was. It was on Netflix. It's called Challenger, and it's a four-part series. Um, I had just finished watching that, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. A Colombian enterprise to endeavor for the discovery of Atlantis, and all challengers shall be destroyed. That's interesting. Yeah. So... We're going to kind of go through some of that stuff today. Probably won't be able to unpack all of it, but 
at least go an overview his uh, an overview of the NASA programs and stuff like that. So NASA stands for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or never a straight answer. Which that one's good. I, or <coughs> not a space agency. Ooh. That's a good one. Let's see what other ones we can come up with by the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything. So it was founded on October 1st, 1958, and it evolved out of NACA, N-A-C-A, which was the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which had been formed in 1946, conveniently one year after official paper official paper clip had been launched in 45. And we brought over uh, fifteen to sixteen hundred Nazi NAS or Nazi. I want to say NASA, <laughs> Nazi Nazi uh, scientists that had worked with and other, you know, uh, scientists from the, the other sciences, chemistry, all that stuff that had been brought over during Paperclip. And uh, one of the people, the key person to NASA was Werner von Braun, who was recruited by the military-industrial complex, or what became the military-industrial complex. And uh, Werner von Braun was brought here and then put to work, and I think he's essentially like the dude that was the main driving force between, behind NASA and their rocket launching success. Mm-hmm. And that S, if you turn it backwards, it almost spells Nazi. Oh, yeah, true. Yep. Almost. Nadza. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. <laughs> but, yeah, so kind of strange that in 1958, so they were founded in 58 officially, and in 1958, NASA, they gained control of Jet Propulsion Laboratories, JPL, which was uh, Jack Parsons' mm-hmm. place. Probably saw what he was doing. Like, let's take that thing away from that dude beating on tablets. <laughs> yeah. Well, but and Jack Parsons, interestingly enough, remember he had gone to prior to, like back in the twenties, when his family was over there, he had gone to Germany mm-hmm. and started corresponding with. Von Braun. Yep. So kind of interesting that that kind of ended up kind of panning out the way that it did, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of coming full circle once he yeah. got over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Parsons died in 52, right? Because Crowley was 47. I think Parsons was 52, if I remember right. Sounds right. Um, so 45 is when Von Braun gets here and then they go they start up NACA which eventually turns into you know 10 years 12 years later turns into uh, NASA yeah. but the German scientists were super um, allegedly they were super um, inspired by occult stuff that was mm-hmm. going on in the Third Reich yep and the, I mean the Third Reich was all all about that shit yeah so it makes sense that they still would be yeah and wasn't it 1946 45 46 i think it was after the war when the navy went down to antarctica and operation high jump took off Mm -hmm. and they were going down there to 
find this underground base that the Nazis had, you know, filled full of all this equipment and all this stuff. And allegedly, I just watched a little mini documentary about that. And allegedly, the Nazis had believed that there was a Aryan race of beings that were living underground and that they had accessed this, you know, subterranean cat, uh, cat, um, caverns and stuff like that mm-hmm. from down in Antarctica. So when they get down there, this is post-World War II, so at 46, I believe, is when High Jump was. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me to that. Admiral Byrd. Yep. So they get down there, and then they do like a f- recon flight, and they find like in the middle of Antarctica, there's like an oasis that was that one Antarctica or was that the North pole? Cause it was a two part thing where he like was supposed to like navigate the North pole and then also Antarctica. And I think the North pole one had the, um, like the mammoths and shit and it was all like green and like trees and shit everywhere. And supposedly he went, that was like the hollow earth thing where he flew into it. Mm. And maybe it was, I, I can't remember. I thought it was Antarctica, but it could I think have been. the Antarctica one was uh, where they got in the battle with uh, UFOs and shit. Um, so the North Pole is where they got in the battle with the UFOs? No, Antarctica was the... Um, UFO battle and then the North Pole was like the entry to the hollow earth. Mm. Which the UFO battle thing has always been strange to me because it's all the flying saucers and stuff like that, like supposedly shooting up out of the ground and they got in this big, you know, Star Wars style, mm-hmm. you know, firefight. That was a firefight. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the Boondock Saints? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the he, Nazis had the Diaglaka. Mm-hmm. which was the bell the bell and they also there's pictures of i don't know if it's the diaglaka but there's pictures of a nazi uh, s- s- like flying craft that mm-hmm. looked like a saucer mm-hmm. and they've got that the ruins of that like circular deal have you seen that it, it almost kind of looks like a um like roman coliseum thing has um, the big columns and oh, yeah. it's like kind of like a two-story thing, but the top's open. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if maybe the Nazis actually were the ones that had had advanced technology through von Braun and people like that, that and they're superior. I mean, obviously the Luftwaffe though was like far superior at mm-hmm. the time. Like when it came to technology, they had the, you know, jet propulsion engines before the Americans did. We were still running on propeller propulsion and stuff like that. But it makes me kind of think that maybe they had saucer-like aircraft that could fly faster or better, more maneuverable, that they had maybe prior to knowing that the Allies were getting closer, maybe they had taken that technology and put it in the underground caverns. Mm -hmm. And they probably had a standing army down there. And then when the United States Navy shows up, then it turns into just another Nazi versus the Allies gunfight. Mm -hmm. But it was reported as being 
UFOs. Mm -hmm. And I think um, they called it New Schwabenland or mm -hmm. New Schwabland or something. Yeah. We called Antarctica that. Yeah. So just kind of interesting that you look at like JPL, you know, reaching out to Von Braun early on, corresponding with him. And then he comes back to the United States and his jet propulsion, his rocket propulsion stuff that he was working on here was obviously more advanced than anything that was going on anywhere else in the U.S. Mm -hmm. because that's why they wanted his technology. And then as soon as Von Braun got here and they kind of consolidated everything, now they consolidate JPL and now they have, you know. Everything. Everything other than what the Russians may have gotten. Because mm -hmm. that was part of the paperclip theory was that there were several – D like um there were several like nazi scientists that were wanting to leave the country but they didn't want to turn themselves over to the russians they'd rather turn themselves over to the U united states because they knew they'd be treated better but it makes me wonder too because we end up in the space race in the 50s they had to have gotten some of that stuff mm -hmm. so i don't know if they got them as defectors or if they got them as prisoners of war and then just made them go to work for them or what the deal was but obviously the russians ended up with some of that technology and then the united states ended up with the rest of it because nobody else was in the space race back then yeah china wasn't a thing india wasn't a thing nobody was a thing mm -hmm. so kind of elitist jesus yeah, uh, that's an opinion of not officially of the Cohen Doc Pro podcast. That was a uh, opinion of others out there. Shit that I yeah read on forums and things, you know, stuff out there. The word on the street is yeah. Word around the campfire. Word around the campfire is India wasn't a thing. <laughs> um. So another thing that I thought was pretty crazy, this is just kind of going off the JPL thing. Um, I was coming back from Oregon a couple of weeks ago, listening to a podcast, and a guy was talking about uh, jet, not jet propulsion, but talking about Jack Parsons and the Babylon working ritual and all that stuff. And he theorized, and this made sense to me, but he theorized that Jack Parsons had been he had done the working ritual uh, uh, trying to bring the Whore of Babylon to Earth. And then uh, in, that was in the 46. And in 1947, he was visited by a spirit or an entity in a dream that called uh, itself uh, Hilarion and said that Hilarion said, I'm going to be born and grow up to be an international feminist, and then I'm going to usher in the Antichrist. And then in 1947, Hillary Clinton was born. <laughs> and so this dude was alleging that he believed that that Hillary Clinton was the um, result of the working ritual, mm -hmm. that she was the spirit that he had actually um, it had conjured up. So pretty crazy because yeah. in 2019 when everything changed, that was actually – uh, Clinton's 72nd birthday. And that's a big number in Thelemic Magic. Yeah. Wow. So it's wild. Huh? Yeah. It's just kind of a little uh, off the topic there, but 
kind of on topic. It wouldn't be an episode if we didn't go off the topic. So. Yeah, if we didn't uh, go high and right. Yeah. So, like I said, just opinions, not of Cohen Doc Pro podcast, of other people that are out there in the world. So, uh, back to NASA. So, in 1958 through 63, they kicked off Project Mercury, which was part of the space race. And the goal of this program was to send a human into Earth's orbit and then return them safely prior to the Russians being able to do that, which we lost that race. I'm pretty sure the Russians mm-hmm. did it first. Yuri Bezmanov, I think. Yep. Was the... And the dog, what was the dog's name? Like Sprocket. A... Sprocket. Oh, that <laughs> was Sputnik? No, Sputnik was the first satellite. It was Ly- Lycra or Lyra, Lyria, Hil- Hilarion, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Yeah, yeah. not gonna, <laughs> not to work here anymore. Anyway, um, so anyway, so seven astronauts ended up being selected for the Mercury program, which they called them the Mercury Seven, and it was named after the Roman mytholo- uh, mythology of Mercury. The logo for the project was an onk, which mm-hmm. is the cross with the little loop at the end. Vinny Vincent, dog. Yep. I couldn't remember his name. Who? The guitar player in Kiss after Ace Freely. He had an onk for his makeup. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> supposedly people out there, I mean, I, I had read some stuff that the onk was like symbolism of all this other stuff, but if you listen to Cooper and you go back to the Mystery Religions of Babylon stuff, the onk actually represented... Uh, resurrection in the Egyptian philosophy and the Egyptian uh, spiritual uh, philosophy. So kind of interesting that they chose the Ankh as the symbol for that program, I kind of thought. Um, kind of like the rebirth of Mercury or something. Yeah. The resurrection of it. Yeah. And Mercury in Roman mythology was the uh, messenger of the gods and he was the son of Jupiter. Um, and in alchemy, mercury is one of the three important substances along with sulfur and salt, and that they represent mind, body, and spirit, the three of them. Hmm. So that whole transmutation led into gold, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where I'm going to kind of go with, I feel like a lot of the stuff that goes on with the NASA program is that it's a, you know, like a ritual that brings people into initiation, you know, and the initiates, everybody's watching, everybody's watching this happen, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, as it's going on and sitting on the edge of their seats and taking part in this ritual sacrifice. Like, let's say that, you know, one of the theories out there is that um, the challenger, the challenger, Oh, sorry, no, that Apollo 1 was a sacrifice for the success of the program, but those Mm -hmm. three guys were sacrificed on the altar of the, like, like Molech, you know, Mm -hmm. an altar to Baal, Mm -hmm. you know, burned to death. Yeah. And that... Like the uh, cremation of care ceremony at um, Bohemian Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then if you have everybody watching as that's going on, you know what I'm saying, um, then you have uh, 
everybody taking part in that mm-hmm. in that initiation, that ritual. Yep. All me. Um, so after project, uh, sorry, yeah, after project Mercury was project Gemini and that ran from 61 to 66 and it was two man flight plans this time instead of one. And it was being developed. They wanted to develop space rendezvous techniques and precision earth landings. So launch a dude up, two dudes up into orbit of the earth do some rendezvous techniques, some, yeah, <laughs> circle into the other thing. Cylinder into circle. Cylinder into circle, phalanx. As long as it's not bent. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking straw. Yeah, like your straw. It's mm. perfect. You're going to rendezvous it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you can hear I it. I just did. So yep, yeah. rendezvous. I'm going to rendezvous this big old... <laughs> See, mine Water. has a straw hole, but out of respect for the microphones. Mm. Mm. Silence. Silence is golden. Mm. I see what you're saying here. <laughs> you can mute me. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Dude, shut up. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, from the third, uh, sorry, and then Gemini is also the third sign of the zodiac and closely associated with planet Mercury. It's being ruled by Mercury and represents the twins, Castor and Pollux. And if you look at Babylonian astronomy, um, the stars, Pollux and Castor, were known as the great twins, and their names translated into the mighty king and the one who has risen from the underworld. Hmm. Kind of a weird name to kind of name your program. Yeah. After that, mm-hmm. but whatever. Hey, to each his own. NASA. What are you do? It's all cool. It's cool. Yeah. And then following Project Gemini, we had Project Apollo, which ran from 60 to 72. And these were three man flight plans with the goal of program being to put a man on moon and then return them to Earth. Um, for this program, they used the Saturn series rockets, which were designed by Von Braun. And those rockets were all the three-stage rockets, the you know the heavy push, break off, second stage, push them through the atmosphere, and then the third stage, get them out into space. Um, interestingly enough, the Apollo program had 32 successful missions. And if you look at the masonry, you have the 32 degrees of masonry, which is the known, and then the one degree that is hidden, which is the 33rd, mm-hmm. which hardly anybody gets to the 33rd without doing the great works. Um, so if you include Apollo 1, which if they were really a sacrifice for the success of the program, then that could have been a hidden mission mm-hmm. success so maybe they had 33 yeah. mission successes or maybe even apollo 13 which was considered the successful failure mm. could have been the 33rd mission yeah it's just weird i mean you mm-hmm. go from 60 to 72 and you stop 
you have 32 successful missions, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it too much. Just like of course. Every, just like, well, just like everything else with all that, those specific numbers and then all of the like imagery associated with it, all the names, everything. It's like, yeah, I think it's, you know, intentionally done. So, yeah, definitely weird, man. Um, I'm going to talk about the three, just three of the Apollo program missions that were, um, numbered that I found were interesting, interesting numbers. First being Apollo 8, that was the first mission to orbit the Earth and then the moon and then return. This mission uh, took place on December 21st through the 27th of 1968. Zodiac had his first kill December 20th, 1968. Mm. And December 21st is still during the Saturnalia Festival. Saturnalia mm-hmm. in 1968. Wow. So kind of weird that Apollo 8 was launched at that, you know, like mm-hmm. that time. Like what, was there a reason for launching it on the 21st of December 1968? Yeah. Like why not wait till January 1st? Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And and who knows? I, I'm, I Part of me wonders was maybe Zodiac's first kill, a ritual sacrifice for the program. I mean, if, you know, like we talked about in the Zodiac connection um, episode, you know, him being potentially linked to the military intelligence field or something like that. It's just weird that his first kill is literally the day before this mm. first mission to send somebody around the moon and back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. Crazy so, shit. Then you had Apollo 11, which we talked about with William <clears throat> Ramsey, the number 11 being uh, connected with the occult. Uh, but this was the first mission to actually land humans on the moon and return them, allegedly. Uh, and this play, this mission took place from July 16th through the 24th, 1969 and the call sign for the mission for the uh their little space or not the not the lem what's the the one that they were riding around and up there was columbia and then the lem that actually landed on the moon was the eagle Mm -hmm. the eagle has landed so kind of interesting there because if you go back and listen to uh, Bill Cooper talk about the mystery religion of Babylon and he talks about that morphing into uh, the Egyptian religion and then morphing into Roman Catholicism, morphing into uh, the Knights Templar and then turning into the uh, Freemasonry and then into part, part of the Illuminati and all that stuff. Uh, the eagle, which is like pretty much on every single seal of the United States mm-hmm. that there are allegations that that it's not really an eagle because it has a point on the back of his head. It's a phoenix. Mm. And that represents Osiris. Yeah. 
That's I remember hearing that now. And Columbia, I mean, people go, oh, well, yeah, it's just, you know, the District of Columbia, right? And, you know, uh, going out and finding things and exploring and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Columbia also represents um, the Roman version of Isis, Mm. which is huge in the mystery religions and in you know that mm-hmm. whole masonry yep. stuff that's 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 the reason why the uh statue of liberty is not facing us it's facing to the east wow and the statue of liberty is supposed to rep- represent columbia mm. and then wow. france has an, a statue of liberty as well and that one I don't know. I tried to look at it on a map to see which way it faces. Because I was like, well, does it face towards our Statue of Liberty, like France facing towards us? Or it looks like it faces towards the east as well. So everything keeps facing to the east, which goes towards the sun, where the sun comes up. And that's part of that whole Luciferian, you mm-hmm. know, the morning star and yeah, the sun coming out and being worshipped as, you know. Mm-hmm. Deity. Yeah. And then, so with that Apollo 11, um, what I kind of thought about was the rocket being the obelisk and the moon being Isis, just like the Washington Monument mm-hmm. and the, what is it, the Capitol building or whatever? The, the rotunda. rotunda. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But. And that kind of falls in line with the naming of that thing, the um, Columbia rocket and the the eagle, the eagle, and so yeah, Apollo eleven is call sign of Columbian eagle. The eagle has landed. The eagle representing the phoenix, and you know, representing the um, the the eagle has landed. Like the great work, and in that masonry stuff, they always talk about the great work. Mm-hmm. You know bringing this new Atlantis, mm-hmm. you know? And so one thing I was going to say a minute ago is the thing with France and the connection that we had with France. It's kind of strange that, you know, our four, our, our founding fathers had split off from the old, you know, British, uh, you know, hold in mm-hmm. death grip. And then we were being like supported by France and it's like why would France want to support these you know these guys that are British citizens technically but that are in this new world why why would France want that Mm -hmm. I mean have you guys ever asked that question try to figure that out Mm -hmm. I haven't well I found it interesting because if all of these founding fathers were all you know Freemasons and all connected into that you know, Freemason, Illuminati slash whatever, mm-hmm. which I thought there was a difference between Freemasonry and Illuminati. But, um, you know, listen to Bill Cooper, there's definitely like some similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. But, was it on his thing, did he talk about that? Was it uh, Jefferson that wrote that letter when he was back in England? And then... Like, I think it was the last time he was there, said something about the Illuminati was, like, pushing him out or something. 
It's either Jefferson or Franklin, but I know Franklin ended up leaving America and going over to France for quite some time during the uh, revolution or right after and then came back. And there's definitely a connection to France. Mm -hmm. And so I remember doing some research on the Knights Templar a while back and the Knights Templar ended up um, when they kind of fled out of... um, you know, the, like the, during the Crusades, they'd kind of they couldn't go back to England, so a lot of them ended up in France. Mm. And there was some allegations that people that some of the um, some of the Templars had like buried some th- things that were religious artifacts in churches, hidden them in like churches in France somewhere in South France, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder that if the Templar became the Illuminati and set up in France and that's where that that push for the new world and the new world order you know the new Atlantis kind of came from mm-hmm. and that you know maybe that's the reason why France was backing the uh, you know these masonry guys that are trying to leave the British you know death grip mm-hmm. back in the 1700s to yeah. start this new world mm-hmm. that this new world eventually becomes the number one leading nation of the of all the worlds mm-hmm. and obviously was the first one in the space race to make it to the moon and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah kind of weird yeah so then apollo 13 took place uh april 11th through the 17th 1970 the mission was aborted and later labeled a successful failure um it was aborted because they had some kind of an explosion on board and they were leaking oxygen, something they, they weren't going to be able to have enough oxygen to get back to the United States, back to earth. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they, I think they had to create some like crazy filter. And I mean, I remember the movie, you know, mm-hmm. with Tom Hanks and all them, course tom hanks. tom hanks send him in <laughs> send him in uh houston we have a problem here so kind of weird that apollo 13 took place left on april 11th big cult number right there um apollo is one of the olympian de- olympian deities son of zeus um apollo was horus in the egyptian and zeus was osiris or yeah, Zeus was Osiris. In if you look at the uh, Egyptian and you know Roman Greek, kind of like side by side. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the attributes of Apollo as well, like we had talked about it, I think during the Fallen Angels episode, we talked about Apollo and the uh, attributes. Was it that one or was the it musician CERN? Maybe it was CERN. Was Either like, it was one of those, but. Mm-hmm. They describe him as being, you know, essentially the same as what the Masons were, uh, the, not, the, not the Masons, I don't want to say that. It was the same as some people had said the attributes of Lucifer were the same as the attributes mm-hmm. for Apollo. Yeah. So kind of, kind of weird. Um, and then, uh, Zeus being Osiris, Osiris and Nimrod 
the biblical figure have been cross-referenced several times. Um, there's some thought that Nimrod is Osiris in the, you know, um, ancient philosophical, mm-hmm. religious, spiritual context. Yeah. But um, so I was just going to read this. This is a copyright right from 2002 from a guy named Robert Livingstone. And I found this on a on a forum. This was just really kind of like interesting to me. It kind of blew my mind when I read it. So Apollo 13 Aquarius was launched at 1313 military time on April 11, 1970. Two days later on April 13th, an explosion supposedly took place on board the spacecraft. The public was then subconsciously given the third degree of initiation into Freemasonry symbolized by 13. The number of death and resurrection, the death tarot card, where the candidate is blindfolded blindfolded and placed in a coffin, which would be this failed spacecraft, uncertain of survival, the astronauts facing death, spiritual enlightenment, then symbolically reborn when all seems lost by bringing him out of the coffin, the repair of the ship, and the return to Earth. The death-rebirth ritual symbolism was played out unconsciously within the minds of those who tuned in and sat on the edge of their seats during the occult charade were given the third degree. 3 times 13 is a magic formula, 39 inverted as 93, the most holy magic number by Crowley Crowley. Um, I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty damn crazy, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, three times 13, 39, 93. Hmm. We're all on the edge of our seats. And then if you go 93, 93 divided by three is 31, which is 13 inverted. Yeah. Wow. So, ah, man, it blew my mind. So that was about all I had for today on the occult kind of connections to that stuff. Um, I wanted to kind of talk next week about the moon landing location and some of the weird things that went on there that are very strange. And then maybe some of the Columbia and Challenger stuff. Because Columbia blew up, right? That was the one that your uncle helped go down and search for. Oh, yeah, on reentry. Yeah. It burned up. That was Columbia? I think it was. Because Challenger was the one that blew up leaving in the yeah. 80s. Yep. Yeah. And then Columbia was re-entry. So, again, super sus, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I thought was pretty wild on Apollo 1 was... Um, oh, I forgot to talk about Apollo 1. That... Uh, the one dude that got that was kind of vocal about it being a piece of shit um, that got burned up. Oh, um, yeah, I have his name right here. Hold on. It is... This guy was... Thomas Barron. Yeah. Um, In his quote about how are we supposed to go to the moon if we can't even talk between two to three buildings and telling everybody how the, the lunar module was a piece of shit and then... They get trapped inside there and burned up. Yeah, like, sorry. That's pretty wild. It's sorry, I had my I had Apollo one on here, but I I went out of order in my notes. I had it on a different 
page. So I should have done Apollo 1 and then Apollo 8, but I did Apollo 1. So this will be the last one. So Apollo 1 was the fire, like Luke's talking about. So these guys were doing a test. This took place on, was it uh, January... I think it was it was the original launch date was going to be February twenty first, nineteen sixty seven, and um, they ended up dying like at the end of January, doing a uh, a little test thing. So there was a fire in the cabin, a bunch of oxygen in there. They burned up. Like mm-hmm. it's like on TV. I think I know it's recorded. So. Yeah. it's bad news deal. But this Tom and Thomas Barron dude was a whistleblower that testified in a congressional hearing about it, had written a big document saying that, you know, this was going to happen. They were rushing things. Um, They were getting really sloppy. There was a lot of stuff that were, the corners were being cut and somebody was going to get hurt. Then these guys died in the fire. And then the congressional hearing afterwards, there was like a quasi investigation and he testified. And then a week after he testified, him and his family were hit by a train. Mm-hmm. And he was killed. And the train uh, originated from a NASA facility. Yeah. And during the uh, hearing, he had a 50-page report and told uh, Congress that he had a 500-page report that he was going to submit. And that went missing. That went missing. Yep. So there was a there was an allegation, like I said, that maybe or not an allegation. There was a theory that maybe Apollo One was a sacrifice for the program of the success, uh, the program success. And so, really weird, man. Uh, it was originally going to be launched on February twenty first, nineteen sixty seven, which is the fifty second day of the calendar year, or the fifty second day of the calendar. And then there would have been three hundred and thirteen days left. Wow. So three times 13 equals 39 inverted 93. Mm-hmm. Super strange, super sus, bro. And then <laughs> it was commanded by the pilot Gus Grissom. And so his initials are GG, 77. 77. Yep. And then Roger B. Chaffee was also in the cockpit that died. And his name is 13 letters long. Wow. Uh, another little quick fact on the Saturn rocket that was designed by Mr. Werner von Braun. Um, it is 110 meters tall, which is 33. Yep. And 11.0. So 110. Also sus. Yeah. That's all I had. Yeah, dog. Cool. I feel like this was the best episode we've ever had. It was a good one. Let's hear your joke. Let's ring this baby out with the best episode. This is a dad joke. Let me correct. Merlin's L was Archimedes, I found out. Oh, yeah. I always think of that. Maybe they misspelled Artemis. Maybe (laughs) maybe it was supposed to be Archimedes. Yeah, they fucked it up. All right. Joke time. Drum roll. What kind of bees produce milk? Dairy bees? Boobies. There you go. Thank you.
That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, if you hold it on, it just keeps going. Yeah, you just hold it, it just keeps going. Sick dog. Sick dog. Well, we now know Luke's secret hidden talent is yeah. comedy. I didn't come up with <laughs> It is comedy. <laughs> what did you Google that? Dad jokes. <laughs> nope. I heard it on a video. I was like, that's pretty damn funny. That is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank our sponsor of this episode, John at Nautical Twilight Press, for the uh, orange vanilla seltzer. It was actually really good. It Sustenance. Did, did taste like an you know, orange creamsicle. Thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah. Those meat sticks good are beef good. Sticks. Meat sticks. Yeah. Thank you. So we appreciate it. Um, anybody want to reach out? Uh, Info.coendocpro at yahoo.com. Uh, our buddy Clayton down in Texas spreading the word. Texas is coming up. It's uh, starting to take over the ratings, dude. People in Idaho need to start spreading the word <laughs> because Texas, Texas is beating us. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, we have one listener in Washington D.C., which we know who that is. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Biden's listening in. All right, turd. Next week, we'll continue with the Apollo program. Be cool. Stay in school. See you guys next week. Cheers. Drive safe. <laughs>